Blog Talk Radio. Hello, hello, hello. Kellen Patterson of the O'Kellen clan. Alan of the Pattersons. The O'Kellens. Yes, we do our kinds of life and living. But anywho, this program is sponsored by P4P Muscle, the number one drug-free sponsorship foundation in all of the world. And if you, yes, you, people other than Dad and I, are looking for a solid foundation and a vehicle to drive your goes like water, Roy. Like a Mack truck through ice cream, Kalen O'Kellen of the O'Patterson clan. And we have the other Carruthers. Yeah, they have their brothers. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> check us out at p4pmuscle.com. And now let's chit-chat with the banter. Let us. <laughs> let us. Let us chit-chat with the banter. So, guys. I'm going to throw this out here before I forget, but we're just going to keep reminding you that come October, we are going to be transitioning our format. So you'll still hear us on Blog Talk um, on Tuesdays, and then on Thursdays, on Tuesdays, and then on the Thursdays, you're going to find us on Facebook. (laughs) You're going to find yes, us on the Facebook, and you'll either find us on the P4P Signature Series page or the Midwest Muscle page or the Real Talk page. And I know it seems I'm not really schizophrenic. I'm not. We're just still working out the details. And, um, you know, we may be changing up our social media presence a little bit. So, that's why as we get closer, we will firm up the details, but just know Tuesdays, Blog Talk Radio, Thursdays, social social media, Facebook, all right? And we will okay. finalize that and make sure everybody knows what's going on, when it's going on. I know you all aren't going to, you're going to be looking for us on Thursdays on Blog Talk because you're not going to remember, um, but you'll get it. We'll get it. It'll be good. It'll be good better than ever. Kaylin Patterson, and that's all I have to say about that. Best Best ever done. done. But, but in the meantime, I would like to call your attention to two programs on Facebook that you can already find on the Midwest Muscle Facebook page, and one of them is, what is it, work that get off the couch and burn that pouch? And work work that pouch, pouch. yeah. Oh, my goodness. work that part. So get off the couch and work that pouch with Kalen Patterson. He's got his uh, kickboxing class that he videotapes and he airs through. Um, oh, I'm his glad you brought stage. that up. Yep, I'm which glad I you also, that up. which is also being shared to the Midwest Muscle page, so you can find him there. And then also you have Temple Building from the Inside Out, which is a little online radio segment that yours truly has. And you can find episodes of that either at KPOG on Facebook or the Midwest Muscle Facebook page as well. (laughs) 
you know, sometimes I just don't even know what he's talking about sometimes, but that's okay. KP, but no, the OG. Oh, yeah, KP, the KP, the OG, yeah, that's a different KP. No relations to uh, our uh, KP, Linda Your Ear, KP, Kaylin <laughs> Patterson. K, Linda Your Ear, P, <laughs> however that works. Yeah. Yeah, so um, Kayla and I, you know, we have a few other things that we do. Hopefully you'll tune in, pick up on the health that we're sharing. We've got fitness, we've got nutrition, and then, of course, we've got this whole natural bodybuilding, health and wellness thing we do on Real Talk. So, you know, it all still relates, ties together, different venues here and there, but the point of the matter being right now, you can tune into it on the Midwest Muscle Facebook page. Check it out. Yes. And uh, just to add to the, uh, the 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 video with the kickboxing, uh, I was asked why I'm always so sweaty. Um, <laughs> I'm a personal trainer at the gym, so uh, I'm doing things prior to before we go online with that class. It's not the first class, not even remotely close to the first activity. I'm doing for that day. So there's a lot that goes on at that gym. I'm very interactive with our members, and there's always something going on at that gym, which is great. I mean, I I love the fact that we do that. But we're basically crunching everything in with a short amount of time in a day. So when doing so, there's a lot going on that I'm active in. And like I said, I I really enjoy it, but sometimes it causes for me to be active uh, with my own workouts, when I, I basically get my workouts in when I when I have time, so that's what I was doing, and I want to make sure that you know when I get into class that I've already prepped and addressed the uh, the, the in-house members, so they know what's uh, going to be asked of them, because sometimes we have people. I don't know if you watch the videos where you have people walking through sometimes and they don't get uh, shocked or, or, or nervous about people in the room when we're doing our classes. So, you know, I, I just, uh, there's there's all kinds of things happening at a, at a live gym, obviously. Deb can speak to that uh, herself, uh, being an active gym member. So, you know, you don't worry about the sweat. I'm fine. It's not nerves. It's just me enjoying uh, my, my day. And part of what entails is also being active uh, with the members and interactive with the members, and there's a lot. It, when you work at a gym, there's a lot of nuances that, that go throughout the day, but it's not taking away from anything that I'm doing because if I'm pushing people and asking them to do extra, then I should be willing to do that myself. I just wanted to add that in there because I, I got a, a message in my messenger asking if I was okay and if I was sick and I, I needed to basically take some time off. But that wasn't the case at all. It's just me uh, getting my own workouts in sometimes and not having a chance to change clothes before I go in through the class. That's all I have to say about that. Well, clearly it has to be someone who does not listen to Real Talk. Otherwise, they might have already known that you're not called Sweaty Betty for nothing. No doubt. (laughs) No doubt. No, So uh, anyway, and if you've never heard the Sweaty Betty story, we'll have to save that for another time. I mean, you know, you got to have something to look forward to uh, come back and keep listening to us. So there you go. Sweaty Betty story, we will reintroduce that at another time.
time. But until then, like we said, Midwest Muscle, tune in to see uh, Kaylin sweating off that pouch. And you can listen to uh, Temple Building. And uh, this past Sunday I was talking about um, one of the latest studies that had come out about uh, obesity and how that might impact the um, effectiveness of the upcoming coronavirus if you happen to be uh, in the obese category. So there's something there. And then the week before I was talking about flatulence. So you just never really know what you're going to come up with. But if it has to deal with nutrition and bodily functions, we are prone to talk about it, just like we're prone to yeah. talk about a bunch of crazy stuff. Whether you want to hear it or not. <laughs> Whether you want to hear it or not, but I tell you what. I tell you what. I tell you I what. Someone, someone messaged me and said, you know what, I learned some things. I'm going to try it. So if you're needing to cut down on uh, your uh, flat you want, then you might want to listen to the show. The, to the show, I mean, it's a normal part of, you know, bodily function. Um, if you didn't do it, you would probably explode. <laughs> so, but if you feel yeah, like you're true. just doing it too much, if you feel like you're just doing it too much, there are things that can be done. A lot of it tied to your diet to uh, tone that down a little bit, just a little bit. Anyway, that's all go. I have to say about that. So, Kaylin. Talk to us about what you were up to over the weekend. Um, I, I was blessed to be able to go up there and, and help out at the, the Michigan State uh, Natural 2020. And, you know, with with shows this year, it's hit or miss, depending on how the severity of uh, the pandemic in, in that region. And so you don't know what to expect until the last minute, there's so many uh, new kind of uh, rules and regulations. So it, it's always pleasing to see a, a venue that's got that's really on top of the game and doing everything possible to make sure the athletes or anyone that's attending is well taken care of addressed. So they had very limited seating. Uh, it was well spaced out. I mean, they wanted to make sure there was no chance or risk of anyone uh, falling prey to the virus and for someone else. They had the, the checks, the heat checks at the door, uh, basically uh, making sure that people that went out, that the door was sealed. I mean, that was something I did not expect. Uh, and I was, yeah, it, there's a lot of nuances that you just don't think about until you're actually you know, in the midst of it. And, and I was very impressed with how they went about that. And, you know, the checks and people going in and out, you know, if they were getting close to uh, any uh, any other person that wasn't in the venue, that was being monitored with the uh, outside school cameras. I mean, they, they really were on the job. And, you know, you don't you don't even think about stuff like that when, when you're, you know, driving up to do a show. All, all that's in your mind is that there's a show coming up that you're going to be helping out with, and let's see how this goes. So to see all the things that were happening was very interesting, and I was very, I'm very glad that uh, they're they're taking it seriously, because some people won't show up without that kind of interest or concern for their health and welfare, as they should. So I was really happy with that, and I was glad that you know all the people that were attending were well addressed uh, on stage, off the stage, anywhere in the venue, they were well taken care of. 
and the appreciation for people showing up even during times like this and uh, supporting natural bodybuilding is awesome. I'll always be a fan, but I become even more a greater fan of it because, you know, all the precautions that are being taken to make sure that everybody is being taken care of in, 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 a, in a overall sense as well as an individual. That's really impressive to me, and that was some of the things that I, I remember most about over the weekend. All right, very cool. Well, kind of um, give us the 10,000-foot uh, view of just the overall level of competition that showed up. Well, I, I can tell you right now, I was a kid in the candy store because I, I had been wanting to attend that show after seeing that Richie uh, Lopez had put his name in the hat to uh, to compete. So I was already sold for it because he's got a phenomenal uh, stage routine when he's when he's doing, and just you know he's an overall impressive guy. He works really hard on his craft, and you know, Daz, you've talked about it. You know, when you're a pro and you get on stage, you're supposed to take it up a notch to another level. And he does that every time. So it would be less than than, than fun to know he's there and I didn't make it. I would be very disappointed. So I, I mean, it was well worth the drive. And he, he's just a blessing, I, I can tell you that. So he was out there and did his thing. But then I saw the week prior a post from Misty Weatherford that she was going to be there. And aside from the fact of having that container that needed a signature and autograph on it, I was happy because that woman works that stage. I mean, she's just amazing. Well, you got two phenoms at the same event. And, it, I mean, it's just really something. And then, to my surprise, Courtney Space had put her name in. And, I, I mean, <laughs> I I had nothing but goosebumps because I said, you know, how many times do you go to a show and it's that many all-stars in all the different categories? So basically it's never a boring moment because you always have that buzzsaw that comes in and no one ever sees them coming. And then so you, when you have, you know, times like that, it's really exciting. Uh, as a fan of the sport, I was more than energized to see everything that was going on, and it, it was really fun because, you know, we have characters in, in, in natural bodybuilding. Des, you, you have one that you loved at the P4P, and uh, we didn't mm-hmm. have anybody on that level. But uh, <laughs> it, it, we had some very entertaining uh, uh, routines. Uh, they did have a, uh, an issue with the, the music, but it was the sound guy was not uh, the normal guy that normally does it. So, you know, that – that really didn't let it down. There were some athletes that were frustrated because, you know, they practiced so hard on their routine. But I can tell you firsthand those things happen. It's not the Michigan State that it only happens at. I mean, I've, I've, I've been at some very well-run shows, and then there's Taylor Swift. So, you know, I can I can definitely <laughs> agree with them. But, uh, you know, some things you, you have to let go and not let it destroy you because uh, it, it's uh, it, it was it was fun, but with with all the all stars, it was even more than elating to, to to be there in that in that presence because you knew you were in for a good show, and I think 
it was almost like an Avengers thing where, where okay, everybody's coming in and you know they all gonna play their part well and they did an excellent job doing so. So, you know, it was it was top notch. I, I know the men's pro physique if you you could uh you could have gone, you know, three ways on on who would have been first. I I would have it was uh it was a tough call. And there's a lot that uh it goes on backstage. I was hoping to talk to someone about that, but I couldn't get a, a, a guest to come on with us at this short notice because of, you know, the, the different rules and regulations with quarantine. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but uh, we've uh, had people that came from different states, and when they had to go back, they were quarantined. So a lot of people have basically put out of their they're familiar places, so some of the things that are just normal for us, like going to places that we can do and, and, and hook up or our social media, they can't do right now. So, you know, it's 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 interesting, but I'm I'm glad that, you know, the precautions are being done. There you have it. So let's talk about some of these results uh from the show here and we'll start with the pros. And an interesting aspect of this is that uh we had several amateurs who earned this pro card, who earned their pro card at this show, and then turned around and stepped up and competed in the pro classes, which is something that you don't see in a lot of organizations, but it's not uncommon in the INDA, PNDA. So that is always exciting to see that happen and just makes, you know, for a more diverse level of competition. So we're going to start with pro figure here. As uh, Kaylin was uh, mentioning, we had seen online just shortly before that uh, Courtney Spaeth had decided to throw her hat in the ring, and she herself had said, you know what, I hadn't committed to anything, but, you know, this is a couple weeks earlier than what I was anticipating stepping on stage, but I decided, hey, I'm ready, what the heck? And evidently she was ready and would be expecting anything less but a first place from Courtney Spade in pro figure. Second place went to Vera Demiris, uh, third to Cheryl Cromie, fourth Alexandra Height, and fifth Tara Hagen. So, Kaylin, tell us about um, your perspective of the pro figure competition. Uh, the pro figure, uh, Courtney had her hands full with the second place winner. Um, it was really impressive to see both of them. They they didn't they they were I mean like they're friends off stage, but very competitive on stage. And and I was thinking that Courtney might have been a match that night uh, until the second and third uh, turns after the mandatories, and then you could see where uh, she started to uh, the second place started to flatten out, and it was very distinct. It wasn't like you know you, you're missing it. She just started. Uh, falling off, and I, I, it was so funny and ironic because Newman had actually made that point, you know, to hold your poses, you know, stay in it until the judge calls, whatever, and then for that to happen almost immediately, you know, she was really trying, and on the pros, you know, you got to hold your own for a lot longer because they're going to make you work for that money, but uh, she gave her best, but, you know, I, I think Courtney poses in her sleep, honestly, because she just didn't let up anything and uh she reminds me a lot of the the men's pro uh physique where uh that 
Allah, uh, he does that all the time. Even when walking on stage, he's staying in pose. So it, it's really impressive to see that kind of caliber pro on stage because that basically sets the foundation of what's expected on the pro level. And, and what I think is interesting there, too, and it might be a little bit a part of the explanation, is that Vera was, and we haven't gotten to the, the amateur um, results yet, but Vera was the amateur figure champion who then, so she competed yes. in the amateur ranks, so she had already competed once that day, then turned around, mm-hmm. jumped into the pros because she had earned her pro card and competed again in the same mm-hmm. day, so, you know, and was still able to hold her own well enough to take away a second place. And as Kaylin had said, I didn't witness it, um, but, you know, and she gave Courtney a little run for her money. So I would have to say that's mad respect for yes. still finished that well, probably already fatigued by the time she got there. And that doesn't take anything away from Courtney because she could hold her own probably through three or four different uh, um, bouts on stage if she had to and still not miss a beat. But that's that's a lot. So just, you know, hats off to Vera. Congratulations. That sounds phenomenal. And hopefully that's another uh, contender that we're going to get be able to continue to watch over the next couple of years and see how she progresses through the pro ranks. No doubt. Pro? I mean, she looks really good. Good, 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 good. Uh, pro women's bodybuilding. Sorry, just reading a few notes here. Um, first place went to Sherry Krause, which was oh, another goodness. one. Won her pro card during that show and then came up to the pros. So first place went to Sherry Krause, which I think is very phenomenal. And then congratulations to second place, Michelle Wilcombe. So first of all, I'm just happy to see more than one female pro bodybuilder competing no at a given show because sometimes that's far and few in between. And then secondly, the amateur winner popped up and took pro at this show. How? Yes fascinating that is. So, Kaylin, talk to us about Sherry Krause. Well, she was one of the people I was telling you about, one of the personalities, because she had a a very genuine smile, very humble nature, but lots of muscle. It's it's kind of funny to see someone that that sculpted that's getting out there and, and doing all kinds of things with her physique that you wouldn't expect from such a, a humble and, uh, and kind of, the smile that she had was very misgiving. <laughs> she had and she had some energy out there, and she was uh, very happy to to have the thing. And I remember she had said that, you know, that she didn't know if that show was going to happen. She worked so hard, and, and, you know, she knew she was looking the best in her life. And just to see what she was bringing – it was so nice that she had an outlet, uh, being the, the the Michigan State, to get on stage because I think that's one of the things that I've been hearing consistently is, is the overall many times thanking uh, the promoter, the judges, just for you know giving them the opportunity to be out there. You know, because we we do take things for granted if it just keeps popping in our lap and we can do it we do what we want when we want. But there's a special appreciation that's happening right now. 
where people are more than uh, overjoyed to have an outlet to to compete, where they used to think it was just set in stone. Now they're finding that, you know, it's a lot more uh, going on in the background for these promoters to get this done because there's so much happening. And there's so many changes happening at the last minute. So it was it was really nice to see that appreciation, see it, you know, eyewitness it for yourself, and hear it several times where she was just reiterating how happy, you know, just to have the opportunity. And then to win like that, it, it was really something because, like, the bro, she was ready to be out there, and uh, she got beat. So it, it was like it was kind of awkward because you didn't know how she was going to take that loss because, you know, it, it, we still have our, our, our reputations. We still have our, our egos. So I was, I was very happy to see her give her a hug and realized that she had been bested. That's not an easy thing to say. And I, I just want to get to Carl's uh, comment uh, because I don't think he heard you in the beginning about where they have the right to 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 go up into the pro rank if they feel they can have a, a chance to compete. So that, that's very real. It's not unfair. This is something that anyone that competes in the PNBA, INBA, is well aware of before they step on stage. And if they're not, they'll be made aware of it when they see the, the amateurs that are just turned pro are getting up there to compete. So it's not unfair. I mean, if, if somebody's good enough in high school to play in the, the NBA, they have a right to do so. Same thing with the, uh, the, the amateur natural athletes that want to compete with the pros. Some people look their, their very best on those days. And if uh, they have the opportunity to show that best that they brought, I think they have every right to do so. What do you think about that, then? No, totally, totally. And, and you know, as I had said earlier, um, you know, it's not common across every organization that an amateur group will just step up to the pro ranks. But in the IMBA, PNBA, it does happen. It even happens at the Natural Olympia. And sometimes yes. that's if the athlete chooses to take advantage of that. So it is not uncommon for that particular organization. And, you know, sometimes it works out for that particular amateur athlete who does that, and sometimes it does not because they're just not ready yet. But, you know, sometimes they are. And, again, it just depends on who's there on that given day and, and how well they're able to to maintain and perform. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think I would call it unfair because at that point they are pros. They've earned their pro card, and, and there you have it. So, yeah. um, yippee-ki-yay-yay. Now the only thing that yeah. stir the pot, and I'm going to go ahead and stir it, is at that point they will have already competed, but they will not have, um, you know, passed any urinalysis or anything like that. But it really doesn't matter because whether – they, you know, they're going to be stripped of everything anyway. So I guess six one half dozen the other, and you know, it just takes away from the person who would have won if a cheater would happen to come up and, uh, you know, earn a pro card and then compete pro and still do very well and then fail their drug test afterwards. But you know, mm-hmm. you just hope that you know no one is brazen enough to do that. We know they are, but we just hope we just don't ever see it again. So I guess well, that would I, I, be the only devil's advocate of, you know, a newly minted pro being able to do that if they were a cheater. But other than that, I think it's awesome. And if they're able to pull it off, you know, more more kudos to them. 
There you go. Udoka Budo. There you go. All right, Pro Bikini. So last week, if you guys were tuning in, you would know that we had Misty Weatherford on the show, and she was talking about prepping herself and her team to to, to come compete yes, at the Michigan State. She sure did. And, of course, in true Misty fashion, she took first place, so congratulations to her. But second place, Alana Coolman, who has been an up-and-coming bikini competitor over the last couple of years. She's tough. She's got an awesome yeah. physique. I would put her right up there with uh, um, Laura Bird and a couple of other uh, Jane Carlson bikini competitors that are going to be very strong. So she came in second, um, and it, it really doesn't surprise me. Third place went to Jennifer Hootie, and uh, fourth place went to Chelsea Field. And I do want to just go ahead and throw in here that Team Integrity Misty's team that she brought to this show did walk away with the team award from this show as well. So big day for can I say Misty Weatherford. You sure can, and her team. The the team award came down if Misty won or not. Oh. Then so that it was, was on her. It it was tied. They were there were some teams there, uh, more than one team. So. They they were tied with the with the uh, second place team, and the numbers were neck and neck because of the the placing. So it was it was as like how fitting, <laughs> so how so very fitting that you know that would happen, and it would all hang on her. And I mean there was no pressure for her at all. If you could have seen her walking, I mean it, it flawless. Dad, you've seen it. You, you, uh-huh. it. It, it, it's like, man, I like a lot of been doing well, you know, last year and this year. She's, she's ready. She is hungry and she's ready, but she got to see, you know, what a pro is expected to do and look on stage start to finish. There is no catching your breath. There is no, you know, being distracted, there's nothing other than holding that stage from start to finish, and judges just don't look away. It was really something to see the the difference in in the T walks from you know with somebody who's just uh, winning and and stepping on a pro stage and holding her own and doing very well, and then seeing someone that's uh, basically a very distinguished uh, pro and the caliber that she brings. At all times, it's really impressive. I mean, I was really uh, – you you don't – like, I remember how, how Newman had said it, and he, and he said it so well. He's like, you know, you don't really think that you have flaws until you see someone that's flawless. And I was like, you know, I couldn't have said it better because when you're winning, you think you're doing enough. And then you mm-hmm. meet someone that's experienced in it, and then you realize, wow, I've got a lot that I have to work on and, and, and that's that's what we need is it's true competition where you you do get better because of the work. You know, everything improves because you're improving. So that, that that's always nice. It's, it, I mean nobody likes losing, let's be honest. But it's always nice to learn and learn from the best because you're you're watching perfection on stage. Um uh I can think back to when Patricia Payne and uh, Terry McBee used to step on stage, and just how they were so head and shoulders above the 
the, the ranks and to just watch them dominate. It, you know, people were really taken aback, like, how can they keep winning like this? I said, well, just watch them on stage, and you'll see everything that's supposed to happen and why they win, because it's not they're not being gifted. They're, they're working their butts off for it, and they're doing a great job and enjoying it uh, during the t- during the time they have, so Patricia used to have one of those uh, night routines that was must see. So you know, it, it you you don't understand what I'm saying until you see it live, and then it starts to all make sense how polished and experienced they are, and how much time they took. Uh, Courtney's face is another one that you know they really work on their craft, and you can't knock them for that because they want to win. Uh, Angela. Uh, Pro Yo, she's another one where they just they're working all the time to get better. What do you do to that other than appreciate? It? I ask you that. You know, and there's not a whole lot you can do, but I I would put out there some a little bit of understanding for those athletes who are going to fall in line and have winning streaks like these athletes, these pro athletes that Kaylin is talking about one day, who are aspiring and they will achieve it. And that is, um, you know, just you have to keep everything in perspective and everything in stride. Because let's take Missy Weatherford, for example. She, I don't think, has lost except for maybe once in the last, either four or five years. Yeah. And and the majority of the time was at the pro level, which is really saying something, but that one loss rocked her world a little bit, and she almost thought she was going to step away from it and retire. And, in fact, that's what she said she was going to do. But then she made a comeback, and she's continued that winning streak ever since. So praise the Lord she didn't do that. But, Amen. you know, should someone come along and – you know, so one day, that doesn't mean you're finished. <laughs> Even if you've right. had a long, successful streak of win after win after win after win, it doesn't mean that at all. It just means on that day, that's how it turned out. And so, Well, you know, so I'm glad, glad you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up because if you think back to last year at the uh, uh, Brian McCabe show, why well, can't I think of his name? The... Uh, Windy City Classic, yes. When yep. Laura Bird had been now announced as the third place. And, you know, she held her own on stage because she's thinking, well, what just happened? And lo and behold, it turns out the score was wrong, and she actually did win. But, you know, I've seen, as you've seen it as well, where the people that don't think they were given their just due throw tempers, tirades, and just flat-out embarrass themselves back and straight food and then, you know, come the time that you when you when you cool down and realize you just ruined your natural career because everything that you could have been is now in the garbage because you just can't have those attitudes or, or instances happening at a live event because we are family oriented and children are present and that's the last thing you want to have happen is have, you know, kids seeing that kind of behavior in front of parents who are basically saying, you know, this is the upper echelon of health and fitness, and then you see stuff like that. So, you know, I'm I'm glad that you brought that up because I remember being at that that show and and just, like, my mouth dropped because it was was like, how could she lose when she looked so good that night? And then turned out that, you know, we were wrong because she did win, 
but it had just been the wrong scoring. So, you know, it, stuff happens, but I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, instances happen like that where maybe you didn't lose and you should compose yourself better, even in the amateur ring. But I, I wanted to put that out there. Then. All right. Thank you very much. So uh, all, all good points to keep along. Um, pro men's bodybuilding. Now, that this this seems like it was, first of all, it was a very sizable class for the pro men, but it also looks like yes. it was uh, pretty much stacked. So I am very interested to hear the scuttle on this one. But first we'll go through the results, and then we will uh, – We'll uh, we'll get to the inside details. So first place Michael Weiss, second place Craig mm-hmm. Baxter, third Greg Lorzel, fourth Mark Sample, who was also the uh, amateur champion, earned his pro card during the Michigan yes. State, and then fifth place Jason Carwile Slicks at Alistair Nash. So break down this lineup for us, Kalen. Uh it was a stack deck, and uh, when Mark had come up. It, it became even more stacked. Uh, he, he won. His his posing didn't do him any favors. He has a very, very gifted physique. He's put in the work, obviously. Uh, if he had done better posing, opening his legs uh, to widen out those quads, and it was a lot of work that was happening behind the scenes. And I think if his coach had been more vocal, he could have corrected it. Uh, his tan needed a lot more because he had abs, but with the lights hitting, you couldn't see it at all. So it, it was, uh, he washed out in the abs, so he would have been doing himself a big favor if he'd got this, uh, the, the show tanner because he was way too light on stage. And uh, it, 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 it didn't cost him any amateur range because he was just so much better than, than them. But when it when he stepped on stage as a pro, it really showed out compared to a, a, a professional tan as compared to somebody who's basically out there on their own. Um, I, to be honest, I, I didn't have Mike in, in first. Uh, he needed work on those legs. And it was it, it was it was obvious that it, that he needed work with them, and on the pro level, you need to to do better. I mean, uh, I'm not knocking Mikey for nothing. Uh, he just it, it you know for a pro with 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 a lineup like that, you can't have glaring obvious uh, discrepancy, and with the leg size and being that small. And if, if if we're gonna go with lean, I'll go with it. But you know, I the, I keep seeing this. You know, we're we're undersizing our men's bodybuilding because they happen to be the most chiseled person is the one that should win. If we're going to do that, then we need to announce that to the uh, competitors ahead of time because I, it's not fair to the athletes that they're they're coming with actual muscle. Uh, bodybuilding and and then basically losing out to, to people who are basically just dieting down to extra lean and shredded. I thought we already had a category for that. So I, um, I'm not knocking Mikey. He was chiseled to the bone. But when it came to uh, stage presence, he was in the obvious 
one where you could see right away that he wasn't the size of the other athletes. And with the other components to judging, it just seemed like something was missed. And I'll, I'll just leave it at that because I don't want people to think I'm I'm, I'm ripping on, on Mikey because I know him personally. He's a very good man, a very good uh, life coach, and he speaks well to bring and motivate others. So God bless him. But this is just what I saw. I was there live. I'm not uh, saying anything other than other people that said. I think Newman had made a post about it as well, and then he did a podcast. And uh, people had disagreed with him on that. Uh, You know, if we're going to go by criteria, I've seen the PNBA criteria, and they do have fullness, symmetry, and other things. And um, I'll just leave it at that. Second place, uh, the guy would not tighten his abs on the quarter turns, and it cost him. He was blowing out when he should have been holding tight, and it it, it cost him. He he could have done so much better. And, you know, like I said, with Mark, he, he was going off of everything he did and I think at some point, if he gets the the, the posing down, he, he can do even better than he did at that show, you know, being in the top five. So it was a great lineup, great group. Um, I, I know Alistair was really frustrated and upset because of the timing. Uh, I, he said there was some miscommunication with when he was supposed to, to get there. And I all I heard was you, Des. In my mind, all I heard was you was get there, whenever that door opens, you get there and you wait in line until it's your time to get on stage. You don't wait to the last minute. And I think that's what caught him because his tan was basically non-existent. And Uh. he started sweating so bad that whatever he had on had had fallen off by the time they had really got into the poses. So it it hurt to see it happen. I mean, nobody likes to, to see that go about, especially, you know, with such a competitive lineup, you want to be in the running with it. So, it, you know, it hurt to see it, but, I mean, like I said, I, all I heard was Mama Dad's in my head, you know, <laughs> you're putting in that kind of money, putting in that kind of work. I'm the first one in the door, and I, I'm sitting down waiting for everybody else and waiting for the pump-up room. So, you know, I, I feel bad for him, but, I mean, let's be honest, if you're on the pro ranks, you you got to – more is expected of you. And, and uh, yep. I, I'm sorry that happened, but, you know, the, it it is what it is on that. It's unfortunate. hate to hear it. Um, but, yeah, the pro ranks, I mean, you got to be there, got to be ready to go. We can't just say it was a communication airing. And maybe it rightly so. It rightly so was. But, again, all that preparation time on the line, don't don't leave it to chance. To chance. Yeah. Get your funds where they're supposed to be ahead of time. And uh, it was your you voice know, in my head ready. the whole time I heard it. <laughs> and I, like I said, I felt so bad for him. But I'm hearing Mama Dad oh, in my head man. the whole time. All that oh, work, man. and you couldn't get here on time. I mean, it just it was just racing through my head. I, I felt so bad that yeah. that's all I heard in my head. It was so weird. It was so weird because I remember you had. Uh, Said that when we were down at the 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 Kansas show, when that person was complaining, and I just remember you saying that. I said, you know, it's as harsh as it might have sounded, you were exactly right. 
and and that it's just the truth of the. I mean, the beast. You 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 gotta on the pro ring. You can't look for any any shortcut because you're you're, you're on stage against the pros. So I I just heard Mama Dez, and I mean. I would have been more sympathetic if I didn't hear you in my head, but I was like, you know, <laughs> he was exactly right then. She's exactly right now. And I felt bad for him because, you know, you and I have, have, have had Alistair on the show, and I've, I've met yep. him in person. He's a very genuine person. He yeah, really works hard. Sure yeah. does. So it, it, it hurt to see that happen. But God it, bless it, him. It, you know, there's, go ahead. I mean, the tough love is this, even even if it was 100%, you know what, it, that's what they told him, and he did what they told him, it's no consolation at the end of the day because he still placed where he placed. So, yeah. the, guys, the only thing we can control is ourselves. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, if, if if someone tells you be there at 515, then be there at 505 just to be sure. And, and this yeah. is from well, someone I, who runs late a lot. So I know yeah. I know the pain of it, but it's because I know the pain of it that I'm like, especially on show day, just make sure you are where you need to be because we have seen, you know, lineups come out and they're missing somebody. They're missing somebody and they're missing somebody for that would have been in a top lineup, but because they didn't show up, they didn't make it because mm-hmm. they were out doing yeah. Who knows what? Who knows where? But they weren't where they needed to be, and they totally lost out because of it. And it is really heartbreaking. But you know, there's nothing that can be done at that point because they called your number and your name there, and the show had to go on. Yes, and it's not pretty, and there's a lot of hurt feelings. But like she says, the show has to go on. You can't sit there with her. No, you sure can. And speaking of the show having to go on. We're uh we're starting to run out of time here, so let's let's move our Uh-oh. show on. So yes, Mr. Zeke. So Jonathan Goyans, we had him on my gosh, was it earlier this year or late last year? Yes, it, it was. wasn't that long ago. Yep. So first place went to Jonathan Men's uh pro physique and I believe this was his first pro win. So that is yes. super exciting. Second place, Gino Malo and third place, Ala Ah Shahab. So tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about Pro Men's Physique, Kalen. Well, now them, they were all stacked. I mean, like, hey, ooh, goodness gracious. They were ready to be out there. And um, I, I, Gallo has really, I mean, he's one of those that was had done the, the amateur to pro and, and played second, and then he ended up winning. No, no, I don't think he won. He got second place, yeah. He won on everything in the amateurs, but he didn't win in the pros. He's right there knocking on that door. I think the next show he attends and competes in, he's going to be in first place because he's got that stage presence, he's got that smile, and he's got abs for days. And, you know, he just knows how to rock the stage. So I'm I'm really impressed with what he's doing. Uh, Ala'a won at the Michigan State a couple of years ago. So he really wanted to bring it home. So he brought his he brought the the haymaker, but he just couldn't get it. Jonathan Goins got lack for days. He's got some lack on him. So I think that that's what uh, I mean. It's, it, I think that's what got him over the hump 
because it was a tight group, and they 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 were ready to be there. They were hunting for bear. None of them was given an inch on anything. So it was it was an impressive group, impressive lineup, and congratulations to Jonathan. And I mean, and when you when Kalen says he has laps for days, I mean that man has a span like an eagle. If an eagle had laps, he would be Jonathan. <laughs> the eagle has laps. It just spreads and spreads and spreads, no doubt, no doubt. And uh, so we're going to get to pro classic physique, and um, I we're not going to get to the amateurs on this show, guys. So we will pick them up. Um, as soon as we're able to, and I think we're probably going to be able to do that on Thursday, but Pro Classic yeah. Physique, so Kalen, I know you were just giddy, so first place, Richie Lopez, second oh. place, George Thomas, third place, Robert Spidell, and he was the amateur champion as well, who moved yeah. up, fourth, Elijah Weber, and fifth, Greg Lorizel. so Pro Classic Physique, Richie finally took this one. I shouldn't say finally, but I know there have been some past shows where he was so darn close. Um, in fact, yes. I think it was probably the Olympia. And uh, so he yep. came in second. He there, got second but place here, to Brandon Lirio. He, that's right. And here he got first. And so Richie is phenomenal as well in posing. He's got some awesome posing oh. routines in physique. So talk to us. Talk about Pro Classic Physique. If Richie doesn't show up, George wins hands down. He was that close. But, you know, Richie just has that presence on stage. He he just, like, he loves being up there. Dad doesn't like doing T-Walls. She doesn't like that. And uh, so she's basically giving us a show, but she's not happy doing it. Richie loves it. Uh, He gets up there, and, I mean, he lights up the stage. He never stops moving. He wants to do a pose, and because it's classic to be, he's getting every pose that should be done in men's classic done on that stage before they're taken off. He's working it from start to finish. And I think a lot of the athletes weren't really ready for that kind of posing where he's just constantly changing, showing different men's physique poses and just start to finish. They were like, what is he doing? I'm like, you should be doing that. Get on it. Step your game up. And I said that, and I didn't mean to say it that loud, but I did because all of them were looking confused, like, what is this guy doing? I think he's doing classic and physique, and you guys need to match him or do better in order to beat him because he's just that good. He loves being up there. He loves what he's doing, and he's going to give it all until they tell him to leave the stage and he does not let up. So George did great. The amateur guy stepped up, and, I mean, he looked good, and I was glad that he placed where he did because he looked uh, – he looked, he he definitely deserved to be on the, in there with the pro rec. <laughs> what in the world? Hello? Yeah, I'm sorry. I have to. Can you hear me? Somebody's kidnapped my co-host. Kalen, <laughs> Kalen, can yes, you hear ma'am. me? Okay, yes. thank you. You know, I gotta apologize. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not laughing about what you're saying, but my my phone is MIA somewhere in my car. I don't know. I can I see you. Fine. And my maps is talking to me, so I'm. <laughs> I'm not 
sure if you can hear the maps or not, but she keeps telling me she wants me to turn, and I'm not going to turn. So that's what's going on. So my apologies, okay. guys. This is uh, this is me double tasking, uh, co-hostess with Both hostess, and uh, and being a being a soccer mom right now.
that's that's what it is if you're going to give a female a hard time about pursuing a passion that she may have just because you disagree with what you think will happen to her body without any real Mm -hmm. proof that the natural body is going to perform in the same way as an enhanced female body. And it just it just Not won't. even close. It no. won't. Not even close. So, and with that being said, I think we have to wrap. We are out of time. Yeah, we do. I've been enjoying this conversation. We will get to amateurs later in the week, folks. Thanks for joining us. Uh, you know, say a prayer for me that um, I can find my cell phone. I don't know what's happening, but I'm so thankful for uh, Bluetooth that I'm still able to participate, even though I have no idea where my phone is. None. This is so real. This is real talk right here. <laughs> this is real talk. So, last thoughts on tonight, Kaylin? Uh, I know that the people's tans would get better if they had snickerdoodle. Of uh, Michigan State and all of its athletes, Leif Anderson, um, Kalen Patterson, the boys from P4P Muscle, and myself, your body is a temple, so let's build it. With Snickerdoodle.